Hello, welcome or welcome back to the Woke Pussy Podcast. I'm Penelope Badger. Um, forgive me for sounding a little stuffy. I had the best turkey club sandwich I've ever had in my entire life at the Godfrey Hotel in Hollywood. And, you know, I'm not supposed to be eating wheat, but that sourdough bread looked phenomenal and it was so good. And now I'm dying, but don't worry about me. This too shall pass. Um, anyway, so I was just in LA hanging out with the red, with the, not the red fam, the rev fam. (laughs) And, uh, we had gotten into a conversation that turned to the subject of, you know, demonic energy and dark energy and stuff like that. And after that conversation, I had like kind of an aha moment or, rather just a way to describe such things that I think would be really helpful for people. Because I know the subject of demons can be a little scary for people, right? Especially those who have not fully explored their dark side. Um, There's a lot of confusion about what they are, how they operate, etc. But what you need to understand about demons is, you know, a lot of people think that Lucifer is, creates them, they're part of Satan, blah, blah, blah. It, mm, there is a dark force energy, yes, because this game is all about duality. You have to have a dark side, in order to have absolute free will. If you could only choose the light, you wouldn't have absolute free will. So there has to be this illusion of darkness, the antithesis of God, right? And Archangel Lucifer, Halo, you've heard me speak about him before. If you've listened to other podcast episodes, he is that sort of the other side of God. But what he is not is evil, The other side of God is simply earth, the material, what this realm is made out of. And demonic energy doesn't actually come from that. Demonic energy comes from the darkness within man. And so these beings that you may have heard of that are responsible for like some really dark fucking shit on the planet. They're in essence thought forms that are created through these sort of lack-based, fear-based, power over others kind of vibes that can exist, right? But what the most important thing to know about them is that they are not truth. Only that which is of God is true. Only that which is has been created from source and made up of source energy is real. And so these entities, beings, creatures, if you will, most of the ones that people talk about, the ones that like possess people and people have like, you know, the spirit of greed, the spirit of rage, you know, there's these 
dark energies that people fall into at times and um it leads them into these atrocities and, and you know this conversation started because we were talking about a certain individual who was who is involved in you know kind of dark magic vibes right where they work with spirits and exchange whatever it is that they exchange to get the things that they need. And we were talking about how it's so much better to just go straight to God because God will never ask you for payment. (laughs) Or, you know, when we talk about, quote unquote, selling your soul to the devil, most of the time, it's not actually the devil. It is one of these lower vibrational entities, fourth dimensional entities um, that people are making contracts with. Now, the issue with those is that they do require an exchange, offerings, payment, um, because they're they're not source. It's a whole other genre of the spiritual world that I I don't recommend anyone get involved in personally. Um, It is a high risk, high cost game when you play on that level. Um, It's not recommended. But so these energies, these entities, if you will, the reason that they require, like they feed on particular energies. So you have a spirit of greed, which is very dark and sinister. You have a, this, a spirit of, you know, like sexual perversion. There's, there's all these demonic energies feed off of certain kinds of frequencies And when you think about it from that perspective, you realize that they have to feed because they are not of source. They're not connected to source. They're not of God. They are a thought form, essentially, that has been created by the darkness in the human condition, and it grows as people fall into the energy of greed, for example, then this entity is born of that energy of greed. And then in order for that entity to remain alive, it has to feed off of the energy of greed. So then it contracts people to be connected. So anyone who has the spirit or the frequency of greed is susceptible to possession by these kinds of entities because it's a frequency match. Then once they sort of match together, the entity uses that person to feed off of the energy of greed. And so it exacerbates and perpetuates and makes bigger and more intense. It intensifies that energy in that person and also becomes a sort of addictive sort of unconscious demonic way of going about doing whatever it is that they do in their fucked up ways that they do it and it feeds this 
entity of greed. So the reason that I'm bringing this to the table is because I think it's really poignant to understand that if you are, so here's the issue. Truth can feel demonic to the ego because it's against the ego's way. It makes the ego wrong, right? And because good and evil are technically relative, right? So if the ego believes that it is right, then anything that goes against the ego is therefore wrong and could be considered evil. And at times, truth is the thing that the ego decides is an, is an evil thing. So when you're on a path of awakening and you're on a path of transformation and you're on a path to learning what is true and what is not true, your ego will call things evil that are not simply because it is opposed to what it believes, right? So I'll give you an example. Before I met my husband, I had my relationship patterns that I was in and the relationships that I was involved in um, were normal to me. They were normal to my ego, chaos, trauma, drama, all of that fun stuff. When I met my husband, and he did not fall in line with those patterns, my system registered him as something evil, as the devil. I really, like, I thought I was like, this man is the devil, because he is going to take me away from everything that I've ever known, and all these patterns and all these programs that I wasn't aware of at the time. But what my system was telling me was that it was wrong, don't go that way, danger, 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 right? And it wasn't until that I left him and went back to my ex that I realized that, oh, no, this is crazy. This is the insanity. And then I went through a process of basically doing like my whole little personal love detox. I left the country. I spent three months studying the Course of Miracles. And in the Course of Miracles, what it teaches you is to rewire your brain, basically, to see that what you believe to have been sane is actually the insane thing and vice versa. It's a process of deprogramming and reprogramming to the truth. Not the ego truth, but to the truth. And in that process, until you get really clear about what truth is, when your ego is still very convinced about its own way, the truth, the soul path, the God-led path, can feel negative, scary, it can feel like the path of fear. It can feel like the path of evil to your system. And this is why a lot of people will not walk that road. Because they do not know that truth can feel evil to the ego initially. But what 
the difference is between someone that you're connecting with or something that you're connecting with, how do you know what's really, truly the dark side and the light side if you don't have the experience yet, right? Because everything you've experienced is is one way and your ego's like, this is the right way because this is the way that we know. This is the comfortable way. This is the path that I can see. This is the comfortable, familiar thing. And here you have someone or something calling you to the darkness of the unknown. And it gets registered as, I'm not going to walk into that dark place. Darkness equals evil. It's fucking scary. I'm terrified. I can't fucking see what's going on over there. I don't fucking know. So I bring this other piece up because there is a distinction that you can tell between when it's your own fear and your own ego's fear of it being annihilated or destroyed in this process versus if something really is evil. And the distinction is in that feeding. Nothing that is true that comes from source, that comes directly from God, nothing that comes from that place needs to feed off of anyone or anything. It's sovereign. It's connected. It's plugged in. It's connected to source. It has a power source. It doesn't have to manipulate or steal or take or force or control. It doesn't need to do that. It doesn't need to get energy in that way. It already is connected to the source of energy that it needs. There's a peace, there's a calm, there's a quiet in it. On the contrary, anything that is not of source, that is not plugged into source, is illusory in nature. It's not actually real. And because it doesn't actually exist... It isn't plugged in. It isn't connected. In order for it to stay alive, it will have to grasp. It will have to feed. It will have to control. It will have to take. It will have to manipulate people and knock them off center and create energetic chaos for it to feed off of. I wish I had done this podcast the other day because it was so much more clear. but I'm doing my best. Hopefully this is helpful in, in the sense of what is the difference? Anything that is true, that is of God is connected. It has its own power source. Anything that is not true or connected to God does not have its own power source. It has to feed. It has to create chaos. Look at the, the sort of these sorts of ideologies that are, um, going on on the internet, this sort of like weaponized victimhood and narcissism and all this stuff, you know, victimized or weaponized narcissism, people who like want and need to stay in their victimization require a lot of chaos and arguments and debate and vitriol and all kinds of things. It needs defense because it's not true. It may be an experience that people are having that they are victimized, but 
the victimization in itself isn't actually true. And so it really needs a lot of fuel to keep going, right? Things that are not based in truth are very loud. They need to be debated. They need to be fought for. They need to be, you know, you you need to recruit other people into the idea of it because it needs to feed off of the energy of others because it isn't real. It's not true. It's not connected to source. Things that are true are of God. They are eternal. They are connected to source. I don't need you to, I don't need to recruit you into believing those things. It doesn't matter if you believe it. It's true regardless. Gravity is real and true whether you believe that it's real and true or not. It's a truth. It exists. Whether you like it, whether you prefer it or not, whether you have negative beliefs about it or not, whether you have trauma surrounding it or not, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't need to be defended. It can be witnessed and experienced collectively across the board. It's not subjective. But other things, ideas, certain ideas, certain thought forms, certain ways of being, behaving, of treating people, right? Like, for example, it is never true to harm a child. There is not one single instance, circumstance, or scenario where you're like, yeah, you know, it was justified that this child was harmed. Never. You will never find a case where it's the true thing to harm a child. And yet there are children being harmed every day all over the world. And it's being justified. But those ideas, those ideas are demonic in nature because they're not real and they're not true. And then there is this need to recruit people into these ideologies and the beliefs and they need to sell the idea to others. And, you know, then it becomes evangelical and, you know, this and, and it's necessary to keep that idea alive and that demonic entity that that feeds off of that alive because it's not true and it never will be true. It will never be true the way that greed has moved through the collective and moved certain people to do the most atrocious things to other humans. It will never be true. But It's required for that energy, for that entity to collude and recruit and do all of those things in order to, for it to feed, right? It becomes a thing of its own. If you think something enough, an idea becomes an entity of its own, right? This whole idea of corporate entities, I mean, we use it in language, in everyday language. The corporations have become entities, of their own and they feed off of, you know, greed and fear 
and power and control, not real power, of course, right? But uh, control, rather. True power doesn't need control because <laughs> it's true power, right? So anyway, if you're wondering if something is good or evil, Notice if it is, has an energy of feeding, a parasitic, a sucking of the life out of you. Does it drain you? Does it suck the life out of you? Does it pull you out of your center? Does it pull you out of your truth? Does it have a pulling, sucking your face off kind of vibe? Or is it just simply existing with no need for justification or defense or anything like that. See, when you're looking on a, on a milder version, you have your soul, which is your truth, and you have your ego, which oftentimes, until you learn to reprogram it to serve your soul, the condition of the ego and of the mind is the devil in your system in your microcosm of the world, the ego is the devil. It lies. And how do you know when you're on the beginning of this path, how do you know what's truth? Because sometimes truth feels very scary, feels very dark, feels very unknown, feels very much like a destructive dark force in your life. Because truth can be that. And if you're clinging to an illusion, a beautiful facade of, you know, a carefully constructed castle on the sand, you don't want the ocean waves of truth to come in because it's going to take that away. And that can be very uncomfortable for the ego. Transformation is very uncomfortable for the ego. But you know you can tell that a thought or a message or intuition or a desire that's coming through is truth because it's steady, it's solid, it exists all on its own. It doesn't ask for anything. It doesn't need anything. It's not grasping for anything. It's not asking you to trade anything. It's not, an, it's not a transactional thing. Truth is eternal. It is what it is. And it doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter what you think about it. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. It doesn't matter if your neighbor is doing it or not. It doesn't matter if it's the general consensus and what is good in society. It doesn't matter. It's going to be true no matter what. Versus a subjective truth of the ego is going to require a lot of defense argument, validation. It needs a lot of reasons. It needs a peer-reviewed study to support it. It needs to recruit other people and create Facebook groups and 
have, you know, rants on the internet and fight with people. And, you know, it, it, it requires a lot of your energy for it to stand and to be maintained. The truth only requires surrender. It only requires you to open to it and to drop into it. It doesn't take a lot of energy to maintain it. It's already true. It's already of God. It's already of source. It has its own power source. So anything that does not have its own power source is going to have this other energy, a very hectic, very chaotic, very graspy, very very starving kind of little devil vibe to it. It's going to be grippy. It's going to you know, want to reach and control and hoard and hide and do all kinds of weird shit. So when you're struggling internally with these two voices, with the devil and the angel on your shoulder, which one is which? That was the point of me bringing this to you at this time. So I don't know who needed to hear that. Hopefully that was helpful. Um, Hopefully today I'll get to the last reading. I'm doing, it's day 100 of 100 Days of Visibility. I'll be very happy to be done with that little practice. And um, we just finished the labyrinth with my teacher, Perry. And I haven't been able to actually um, collect all of the or consolidate is the word. I haven't been able to like consolidate everything I actually learned and cleared and went through in that program because I've definitely gotten to a place in my practice where things unravel really quickly once I see it. It actually unravels so quickly that's really hard for me to grasp a hold of it to like write about it or talk about it. So I'm going to have to go back and kind of look at it overall and see if, um, you know, I can give a report back on that. Uh, we will be doing another section of that where we're going to be going deeper. What I, what I can say is all of it felt very preliminary to this next phase because what I noticed is that I found that I've been very good at seeming like my heart is open and that I am very good at intimacy and all of those things that I allow people in. But the truth that I found is that I only let people into this sort of lobby type chamber inside of me. And it's got a very sophisticated um, system, projection system, where it makes one feel like I've let them in. But I know, and somewhere they know, that I haven't actually opened the doors. And now that I've been made aware of this, you know, another piece to that is that I've been presenting this very like um, kind of wounded animal thing where it's a, it's a form of fawning and it's a form of trying to let people know like, hey, I'm not dangerous. I'm safe. Like, hi, you come play with me. When the truth is, is I'm like a really fucking intense portal of deep, dark feminine energy. And I'm very scary. It's very scary. 
And I've been like, but I'm not scary. Like, it's not scary. I promise, you know, and, and look, 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 see, see, I'm wounded like you. And it's all fine. And then like, but people get close to me. And then they feel that other thing looming somewhere. And they don't know what it is. And it's just this very deep, dark, feminine, erotic, transformative power that is like purring. It's that dark jaguar energy in me that is just the predator in me that wants to penetrate you and devour all of the shit that's in there that is in the way of your magnificence and your greatness and your healing and your relationship with yourself and your relationship with God and your desire. That's what's really in there. And I've been hiding it. And on one hand, it's to make people feel safe. And on the other hand, it's a little bit kind of sinister, right? It's like a lure. It's a lure that I put out and like, you know, here's this wounded animal. And is if you get close to it, then I'm going to pounce on you. <laughs> and it's not nice. It is a not nice game. And it is not something that I was doing intentionally, but I did finally see it. And I had to really, I'm starting to, I, I feel like I'm just beginning my work right now by getting to this place where I've seen this part of me and I've seen this mechanism. I've seen the way that I hide my power and then I'm victimized by the way that I draw people in and once they're in, they can't hang and they run away. Of course they fucking run away. I bamboozled them. I'm not, in fact, a fragile, wounded animal. I am a very powerful, very big, very strong, very erotic animal <laughs> who wants to take you places that you long to go and yet are terrified of. When the truth is that I've been terrified too. Because not even I have gotten into the inner chamber of myself. Which is why I won't let anyone in there. Because I don't know what's in there. So I don't trust anyone to go in there. Because I don't trust that they won't fuck anything up in there. Because I'm not, I don't even know what's in there. And then the nature of our my relationship like with my husband for example he's been very very patiently waiting in the lobby he knows that there's more he knows that there's something behind that door and i realize that i've become very resentful of him because he hasn't gone away there's been a very convenient way or it's been very convenient for me that people have been scared because I don't have to let them in. And I don't have to go in there either. But here we are. So where I've landed after the labyrinth is in this spot. And thankfully, during the labyrinth, I, I, and, and throughout all this process of devotion with Perry and all of my other work with IFS and all the shadow work and inner child healing, is I've, I've become 
really quite integrated and have grown up a lot of those inner child parts that were terrified to do this work and to move forward that were actually preventing me from going in there. And that is a phase if there are parts we you know we don't want to bulldoze our resistance the resistance is important and it and it's necessary to look at it and take care of it because it's just parts of us that are scared and you don't want to force a scared child to go somewhere they don't want to go even though you know it's totally fine it's very traumatic and we want to treat ourselves with a lot more love and compassion than that But where I'm at on my journey is I have finally cleared enough of, of those parts. I've taken care of enough of those starving, wounded children, the scared ones. I've talked to them. I've fed them. I've given them safe places to be. We've created systems for them. So when they feel anxious or scared that, you know, we have ways to take care of them. And now I'm alone in this projection room that's in the room before the real room. And I'm actually excited. I'm excited because what I am now is also really ready for the love and the intimacy that I've been wanting but been so afraid of that I've been pushing it away. That's what I learned in the labyrinth. And the good news, I do think she's going to bring that program back as like a monthly kind of program so that you can do the whole program that I just did. If you struggle with relationships and just keep seeing the same patterns over and over and over again and, you know, you're terrified of intimacy or just, you know, whatever it is that you can't get the relationship thing right, um, I highly recommend doing that. Uh, if you need info about that, you can, you know, DM me on Instagram at Pen Badger. You can email me WokeKittyCity at gmail.com. That is all for now. Uh, I am still offering private sessions, half hour by the half hour and by the hour. They're just, you know, you just basically book time with me and we'll, we'll do whatever it is that you need. Um, that's another piece I have been working on is trying to like really hone in on what is it that I do really Right, because on the human level, obviously, I'm a mother, I'm a hussy housewife, I'm an artist. Um, but as far as like the spiritual work, like what is it that I really do? Because ultimately, I'm elite special ops, technically. I'm a private. <laughs> you know, I, I I work behind the scenes. I work for the simulation. Not I'm not necessarily in the simulation. I definitely work for it, and there are others of uh, of you and you know light workers and starseed types that have come here to assist humanity at this time, and they are the ones working with the masses and working with people to you know do whatever it is that they do. I'm definitely more of a behind the scenes type person, very hot couture, very exclusive. Um, but what I do is I am an alignment specialist is the, the closest label that I've been able to come to what it is that I do. I'm an alignment specialist. I can see where you are out of alignment with your purpose, with your mission, with your soul, with your truth, with your desire, with whatever it is. 
and I can help you see it as well so that then you can do what you need to do to realign yourself. And really alignment isn't something that we need to do. It is actually our natural state. What we need to do is strip away everything that's in the way, that's covering it up, or that's distorting the light coming through you, right? It's a distortion. It's like uh, if there's stuff on the glass or the mirror, um, it'll bounce the light off in a weird direction and you don't get a clear reflection. And so that's really what it is where we got to clear it all off. So that's ultimately what I do. Um, We end up doing a lot of shadow work, a lot of inner child healing, because, you know, that's really where all those distortions came from. Um, Sometimes we go into past lives and ancestral stuff. But for the most part, what you will be doing with me is figuring out what got stuck in the way of in your channel that's not allowing source energy to come through unfettered and and clear and then therefore to be projected in a pure as pure way as possible into your life that's why you see shit in your life that you don't like that you don't want that's weird that's off that's wonky that doesn't feel good um, because your projector is not clean Therefore, what is being projected gets distorted. So that's like kind of the nearest of the thing that I can explain that we do. I have a lot of tools. I use astrology. I use uh, tarot cards. We have inner child techniques. We have shadow work techniques. There's a, you know, so a lot of different things that we use to get in there. And it really just depends on what it is that you very specifically need at this time. Um, Every session is different, can be different. Um, I do aim to really get in there and clear whatever is up in the moment. And it really, sometimes it'll take a little while to unravel, but for the most part, um, all the sessions will be different. We won't be talking about the same thing over and over and over again. However, there will be layers to a pattern um, sometimes. So yeah, just something to be aware of. Also, there are other lots of resources. I've written a couple books. It just depends where you're at on your journey. If you feel called to work with me one-on-one, just, you know, like I said, shoot me an email, wokekittycity at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at penbadger and uh, I'll just get a feel for where you're at and um, kind of give you some options as far as resources or sessions or whatever that can get you through where you're at. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop talking because I feel insane. (laughs) The sinus allergy stuff is like making me crazy. Um, yeah, I'm trying to land back in. And also I had to turn the air conditioner off to do this. And so that's like really hot in here. (laughs) Um, there were some other things I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about labels and the importance of that and why they're important. Um, There is a section of that in the three relationship handbook that I wrote, the single guy, uh, single woman's guide to dating a couple. Um, If that lifestyle interests you, I believe that is still available for free on my website. So if you go to PenelopeBadger.com slash shop, the three relationship handbook is available for you to stream. And there is a chapter where I talk about labels and why they're important. Um, 
I have a, you know, a more updated version that I want to speak about, but we can do that on the next episode. Uh, there's also, I think there's some ebooks and stuff still available in the shop as well. Oh, the podcast archive. So every podcast that I've ever recorded, all the different shows that I did, all the different iterations, the dance of love that I did with my mentor, Shaneda, um, the gone goddess podcast, bad bitch gone goddess, like galactic as fuck, all this, all the shit that I went through, all the different phases, all of those podcasts are available to stream for free on the website as well. There's like 80 or 90 of them total, something like something insane. There's something for everyone. You can just scroll, close your eyes and scroll and pick one and use it like an oracle. Or if there's a particular topic that you're struggling with, um, that resource is available for you as well. So yeah. And if you need some books, like a book list, I need to get that up on the website actually. I do have like a book list on Amazon. Um, If you want the link for that, I can send it to you. But I'm going to get a resource list for, put that on the site somewhere. Yeah. Not much going on on the site other than that. I haven't been updating anything. I've been resting and I'm in a huge transition in my family life right now. Um, It's a a beautiful transition, but big nonetheless. And so um, I haven't really been doing much artwork or I'm I'm actually still navigating what's what and and what it is that I actually do and refining that whole thing so going with the flow and I do want to I I will probably podcast more often now that the 100 days of visibility is over Um, I did find that doing that and going live so often kind of took the place of the podcast thing and also, I don't just, I, I usually don't have, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm still very much in a place where I don't necessarily have a soapbox. And I don't have a lot of things to teach. So, but as things come up, I'll just come on and maybe just share with you my process, my practice, the aha moments that I've come to just to, you know, at least give you a preview of what's down the road for you, especially if you're new on this path. Um, it doesn't ever end. There are just different layers, different chambers. We get deeper and more refined as we go and new lessons and new levels of the game, new boards to play become available. Um, very excited about the new boards that I'm on lately. Uh, yeah, nothing I can speak of at the moment, but it's fun. It's juicy. It's nourishing. It's delightful. It's delicious. It's all the things. So yeah, Um, hit me up if you need me and I will see you around and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.